We are on location at the LST 325 for this episode of Shortcuts, a podcast about Isla Mall featuring conversations and interviews with people who contribute to the overall success of the mall and our community. I'm Sean Ferguson. I'm the marketing and specialty leasing manager for Isla Mall and your host for Shortcuts. And today I'm privileged to have Chris Donahue with me, a board member for the LST 325 Memorial. And I can't wait to get involved in this conversation. This is an awesome place. Uh, Chris, first of all, welcome to Shortcuts. Thank you a lot, Sean. I'm just uh, tickled that you're here today. <laughs> well, start out just by giving us some background of yours. Tell us how long you've been affiliated with the LST 325. I've been uh, with the ship for about 15 and a half years. Uh, uh, the day the ship got here, I became involved. I went down to see what it was all about, uh, October of 2005. And uh, so it'll be 16 years here in October. But uh, I uh, started out as a tour guide and, uh, you know, love that, love talking about the ship, you know, learned a few things and uh, uh, I became a, uh, a board member here about six years ago, I still am, and uh, uh, so that's uh, what I like doing is tour guiding on the weekends, but I'm also on the board of directors. That's awesome. Now, as I understand that you're the only local board member, who, who, who are the other board members? That is correct. There's nine board members. And uh, uh, there, there's one in Utica, Kentucky, by Owensboro. I'm the only one in Evansville. But uh, uh, basically, you're talking about a thousand. You know, uh, one of them's down in Florida, 900 miles from here. Okay. Uh, one's in Iowa, probably. You know, uh, 600 miles from here. I'm not even sure. Okay. And uh, uh, <clears throat> one over in Chattanooga, and and a couple more that I it doesn't really dawn on me where they're at. But yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. So on a day-to-day basis, I'm kind of running the show here because I'm I'm the the local guy. Okay, that's awesome. I got to tell you, and I'm embarrassed to say this to the to degree, it's been a long time since I've been on the ship. My family and I used to come to it a long time ago when you were down at Marina Point. So when I pull up and I see the beautiful building out front and everything else, I got to tell you, what an amazing difference uh, being in this location as opposed to the other location. Talk about how, how that all came to be and, and how you know the relocation has worked out so far. Uh, yeah, the relocation has worked out really nice. It's everything we expect. Of course, we moved down here last June in the middle of a pandemic, you know, like, so we were, we were down like anybody else, but uh, starting April 1st, we saw uh, life picking up here in Evansville and on the ship. So uh, we're, we're getting to some degree of normalcy now and really liking what we've seen. But at the old location, Marina Point, and, uh, you know, we were there, uh, <clears throat> you know, what, 14 years, uh, thereabouts. And it was a good place. It was the only place you could park a ship this size on this bend in the river, other than the tro- where the Tropicana boat was. So we knew there was no place to go with our ship uh, until the, that boat moved out. And uh, uh, we started this process in 2012. Uh, number one, just looking at scenarios, if the boat did leave down here, and eventually, you know, a few years ago, the boat did leave, and uh, we, we put that program, you know, I, I can't say enough about uh, really, you know, Mayor, Mayor Lloyd, uh, the city council, and the people of Evansville who signed petitions and everything else to keep the ship here. Uh, we, we, were at a, we were at a crossroads. Uh, 10 or so years ago where every 10 years uh, our bylaws indicate we got to put it out the bid you know where if, if there's a city that wants us and is willing to accommodate us and, and provide what we need uh, we are open to invitations every 10 years 
but uh, my goal as a local person here was to keep it here in Evansville by hook or crook, and uh, uh, we were successful with that. But uh, uh, <clears throat> fortunately, it all happened before the pandemic hit, or Lord knows what, if we'd be here or not, because uh, there was, you know, fair amount of money involved on the city side, and I can't say enough about Tropicana. Um, I remind everybody they kicked in a million dollars up front to get this going. That's amazing. Uh, so that shows how much they wanted us. So uh, big kudos to them. It's, uh, if that hadn't happened, I don't know if any of this would. But, yeah. Okay. Awesome. We're talking with Chris Donahue, the uh, a board member, local board member for the uh, LST three twenty five here in Evansville, and uh, Chris. As, as, as folks look to come out to see you guys, I know we can go to the website, lstmemorial.org.org. Uh, but what are the hours here? When can people come out and take tours? The hours are uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. every day except Monday. Monday, we're kind of closed down for maintenance and uh, uh, keeping things cleaned up. And especially during, during the pandemic, we're just r- r- really big on, on uh, sanitizing and keeping everything. It's an old war warship and... Uh, uh, probably one of the cleanest places you're going to see. <laughs> but uh, uh, 10 to 4 every day except Monday. And our website, as you mentioned, is lstmemorial.org. Uh, there are days uh, when we might be closed for an event here and there, so always check the website, especially if you're coming from out of town. And uh, August 31st, uh, the ship will be leaving for three and a half weeks. Every year we, we take a, uh, it's our main fundraiser, that three and a half weeks. Okay. This year it's uh, Charleston, West Virginia. Brandenburg, Kentucky, and the, is it uh, uh, another place in Kentucky? It okay. escapes me. Okay. Right so uh, always look at the website because I know you know for the most part of September, they come in here. There won't be no ship here. Okay. And uh, uh, so that's why I say I'll always use the website. And and to that point, last year we didn't do our our annual trip because of the pandemic, and so we took a big financial hit actually we don't quite break even in evansville we come close and it's only from the from the generosity of the city and uh that we're able to do this here and come close to breaking even so that trip we take uh every year is what keeps us in the black and uh when i'm talking about you know spending money down here every 10 years we have to go to dry dock and uh, this this time it'll be 2023. We were there in 2013, where you take the ship down to uh, Texas, and they uh, take it out of the water and fix everything that needs fixing. So uh, that'll be a million and a half bucks we're, oh, we're wow. figured. So uh, to have a you know a million two million dollars in the bank isn't nothing. You know you you've got 10 years to save up for the next trip. So that's why we do our annual trip. Okay. Because uh, we're 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 the last operational. LST in its original condition configuration in the world out of 1051 and our goal is to keep this a functional running ship and uh, if the day comes where we can't do that because it's financially you know impossible then we become a static display like all the other naval museum ships okay interesting let's talk about the history now of the LST 325 the the impact that it had on our national history but also the impact it has on Evansville's history. This, this boat was built here in Evansville, and then of course it was it played a big role in you know, you know Normandy and things like that. Talk talk about that if you would. Uh, yeah, yeah. One one small correction there. This particular ship, this, this class of ship was built in Evansville. This ship was built in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Yes, and uh, but just uh, you know a half mile a mile where we're where we're sitting right now was the shipyard. Evansville made more LSTs than any other shipyard in the country. Okay. 167 was the record. And uh, 
Uh, but this one was made in Philadelphia in 1942, commissioned February 1st, 1943. Nice. Headed over to North Africa, got in on that campaign. Uh, next stop was Sicily, July of 1943, seven landings at Sicily with General Patton, Sam Thurmy, and others. Uh, and then a couple months later, uh, September 43, four landings at Salerno uh, as part of the backup force in that invasion. And then uh, eventually it would head over to England where they were, they were accumulating somewhere close to 7,000 ships for the Normandy invasion. So over weeks and months, these ships are gathering over there, and this is one of them. Uh, you know, June, as a lot of folks know, on June 6th, June 5th and 6th, somewhere around 6,900 vessels crossed from England to France to chase the Germans out of France. Uh, don't know exactly how many vessels were there, but 6,900 is the closest number, something I came up with. We do know how many LSTs were there because there was only 229, and 25 of those are from right here in Evansville. Only one left sailing in the world, and you're sitting on it right now. Yeah. So that's how unique this ship was. Uh, so yeah, it had a it had a profound effect on the outcome of the war because uh, there just weren't enough LSTs to go around. They wanted 250 LSTs for that invasion. D-Day was supposed to happen May 4th and 5th. A lot of folks don't know that yeah. because of the lack of LSTs. They didn't even have 200 come come May. Uh, that was put off, and a few other reasons. That was postponed. <clears throat> June came around. They had uh, 229 LSTs. They said, well, you know, what are we going to do? We better go with what we got, or we're going to lose the element of surprise hanging out here in England with 7,000 ships accumulating, not to mention the, the mental aspects of the soldiers and sailors sitting around for a few months waiting for this. So, as you know, they went on the 5th, and everything hit the fan on the 6th. And uh, <clears throat> five beaches there, somewhere between nine and 10,000 casualties on the Allied side, dead and wounded in one day. That's why the movie from 62 is called The Longest Day. Uh, and uh, if you're familiar with that day, Omaha Beach was uh, you know, uh, accountable for uh, more than a third of those. And that's where the ship was, Omaha Beach. So uh, just, just a, a big truckload of history on here. And uh, uh, the folks come down here, we love talking about it. That's amazing. We're talking with Chris Donahue, a board member for the LST-325. Uh, LST-325 is East Lamal's nonprofit of the month for the month of July. And just an honor for us to be here and to be connected with this, this vessel and this movement to keep this vessel here in Evansville. We're really, really excited about that. Chris, tell us what room we're actually sitting in right now. Right now, you're you're in the uh, executive officer's room. You got you know the, the 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 number one man would be the captain, and the ex- and the executive officer. Uh, this is one ca- cabin off the captain's cabin there, but he he's the guy really you know running that show down in the weeds on a daily basis. And uh, we came in here so we had some quiet. Uh, you know, we were in the wardroom earlier. And that gets a little noisy as tourists come through. So uh, uh, nowadays, you're in officer's country, this area we're sitting in. Nowadays, it's air-conditioned. Uh, and we tell the kids when they come through here on a tour, there would be none of this air-conditioning in, in, the, in, the, in the 40s. And so we remind them that so they know how great-grandpa lived for three and a half years on one of these hikers. And uh, uh, so we have a, creature, a few creature comforts because everybody, like myself, works for free on here. And... Uh, and the guys that are going to, the 50 guys are going to take this trip, you know, uh, the, the least you expect is some air conditioned birthing area where your buck is. So, yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. Um, is there anything else about the LSC 325 that you think people should know about? 
Uh, I think we've covered it pretty good. I just I just wanted to reaffirm that uh, only one one left in the world that's still running. You can go to Muskegon, Michigan, see see the 393. It was there at Normandy alongside our ship. But it's been it was it was a it's a converted car ferry. It was a car ferry uh, on the Great Lakes. It has you know one hole in the side where cars come and a hole on the other side where they leave. Uh, beautiful ship, but it's a static display that it's been developed into a museum that you walk through. But if you want to see a real life uh, uh, ship like Grand Great Grandpa was on, only one place in the world you can come, and it's Evansville, Indiana. Uh, to that point, in the last two months, we've had two film crews here. One from the Discovery Channel month and a half ago nice. uh, they're, they they needed a, they needed a LST if there's one available and they there's only one in the world these guys are out of England so they came here they're doing a uh, a thing on impossible engineering it has to do with getting troops from ship to shore and at the beginning of that you're in the Higgins boats coming off LSTs and other ships so they had to come here and we actually took them out in these boats so we'll be on the Discovery Channel here probably in September and then uh uh, the Smithsonian Channel was here probably a week after that. They were doing a, they were doing a piece on. Once again, both of these film companies are out of London, England. They had to come here to get to get her done. But uh, so that's on the Incheon landings in Korea. Uh, of course, the LSTs were were absolutely critical to that. That's what turned around the Korean War, where MacArthur, you know, gambled and did his came around behind the enemy in shallow water. And uh, LSTs were only the ships in the world that could carry a lot of stuff up in, you know, 10, 12 feet of water and uh, come up around the, the Red Chinese and the Koreans. And uh, it was a game changer in Korea again. So uh, uh, I just tell you that to show you the international, you know, focus on this ship now. Yeah. And every year we get more and more. And if you go to the Internet now, uh, YouTube or, or anything else, just type in LSC 325. You'll be up three days looking at films. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Uh, just, again, such an honor to be here. We really appreciate your time and being on our podcast, and we appreciate everything you do uh, for, for the LSC 325 here in Evansville. We, we certainly appreciate what, what you all do for us here. Uh, exposure like this is what keeps us going. Uh, the media in Evansville has been great, and, and folks like you. So, uh uh, I think we're uh, we're going to be at, in the Eastland Mall July 17th. Uh, people come out there and uh, uh, say hi to Chris here, and, uh, yeah. and I'll have somebody else with me too. But uh, I think that's July 17th from noon to four, so a uh, booth yeah. out there. So appreciate everything you do at Eastland Mall for our show. Well, I appreciate it, Chris. Thanks, thanks a lot. And thank you for listening to this podcast, uh, Shortcuts, a podcast about Eastland Mall featuring conversations and interviews with people who really make an impact on our community and who help make Eastland Mall what it is. For more information on the LST325, visit them online, lstmemorial.org. And for more information about Eastland Mall, you can visit us 24 hours a day, seven days a week online at shopeastlandmall.com. And you can also follow us on our social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The East Lamal. And of course, we'll see you the next time you shop at East Lamal.